All right, welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. Here we got Tommy from Ada Ninjas. Just uh, absolutely killed the charts when you guys first launched. Um, how's everything going, man? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on the show today. <clears throat> My apologies. Um, yeah, super excited to, to start actually doing a lot more of these to kind of show everybody the, the story of Ada Ninjas and, and where we're headed for the future. Cool, man. So I saw, so are you into anime? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why uh, we, we started the project. Uh, initially, you know, anime is what, what uh, got me, I guess, through uh, primary school, high school. And it's what motivated me uh, in some of the, the anime to kind of do better, right? And we can talk about that uh, as we approach uh, yeah. some of the, the interview questions. Yeah, so I'm definitely a big anime guy. I always have been since I watched Saturday morning or Saturday night cartoons for me. Shows like One Piece. And back in the day when I was younger, it was like Yu Yu Hakusho. How, how old are you, Tommy, if you don't mind me asking? 30. I'm 30. Yeah, so maybe Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z, um, some of the newer shows. The main reason why I'm so bullish on the anime culture is it's now a national industry, first of all, because you have it everywhere, because you have dubbed anime pretty much in every single language now. And it's grown over the past, I would say, decade, because I, I was into it pretty much my whole life, even Naruto, things like that. And then I stopped watching because it just, I don't know, stopped airing at the time. Some shows discontinued for a bit. And then it just seems like this past decade, really, it just freaking popped. I remember being in high school and seeing some older shows that basically started to pop up online that you could, you know, go and go behind the, the seeds, you know, and get free streaming with all the streaming websites that were out there. And now you have players like Crunchyroll in the space and some huge brands like obviously Naruto created Boruto. Dragon Ball Z is still in play, but you just have, you just have this multi-billion dollar, I would say, industry, which you guys are kind of entering out. In. And, and you position yourself to build an NFT project that could evolve into an IP anime show. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think our ultimate vision for this NFT collectible is that we, we look at how we can succeed first of all via a manga. And then once we become successful with a manga, what are the options in getting it uh, onto film? Right. And there are different avenues that the team are looking at uh, at the moment on how we can uh, make this happen. And I can't give up much in, ter in terms of the anime, but it's always a discussion point as to how we can get to that point. And, um, you know, we're working on the manga at the moment and there yeah, are a lot of things. Do something real quick too about the manga. So for people that don't know, just to break that down, cause there's probably people watching here on my channel. I do a lot of DeFi and stuff, but like manga usually is how the show starts. Is that correct? Well, essentially uh, manga is just another term for a comic. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's basically a comic on paper. So the Western uh, term is comic and the Japanese re reference would be manga. And so there's a, a different art style usually, and they're mainly black and white. Obviously there is color uh, in some of the, the manga that come out, uh, but that's what we're pretty much doing. And if you look at how screenplay works or mo movie directing works, it starts off with story storyboarding and screenplay, which usually looks like basically a, a, a cut down version of a manga. So, that's why we've decided let's, let's do manga first. Let's look at the story element, which is really critical. Um, build the story, build the law of Aiden Ninjas. And then we can focus on um, getting it onto film because it's actually not cheap 
to do anime episodes. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, just just for people's reference, anime is just short for animation. Uh, it's just cartoons, you can basically basically say. And so, it, even though it's cartoons, there's a lot of resources and time requirements uh, required to do anime, and that's something that we're continually focusing on. We may not be self-publishing anime. We may, uh, you know, uh, consult with you know, companies it. to, to yeah. do it. Um, but that's Partner. a discussion for future. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see huge potential for NFT projects like yours that are trying to become IP. And what other, have you seen any other NFT projects doing this as like a, a start? The way I see the formula, basically, you make an NFT that's got some really, you know, compelling collectability aspects where the investability comes in kind of kickstarts the process because you make some revenue that way that you can then pour into future uh, investments into creating a anim- animated show or anime. Um, that's what I see as the formula. Have you seen any other projects doing this? There, there are a couple of projects doing this and we're obviously not the first to kind of go down this route of we're going to uh, set out and, and do animation. Yeah, uh, there are many that do comics in general. Right. Uh, I think on One Force, uh, okay. they you know a, a project on Ethereum, very successful with their launch and a very good community. Um, they are doing a comic as well, and I think they're actually appearing in um, I think the one comic con in the US very soon. Oh, okay. And and so that that's that's the path we 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 hope to take in, in that route as well, but. Yeah, it's not a new idea. I think Board Ape um, Yacht Club are doing some some form of comic uh, as a as a series. So this this isn't new. And what what you said earlier was it's a really interesting business model, right? Because you're kickstarting yeah. uh, an idea, a concept, a roadmap, and then you're, building, you're, you're implementing it. New, you're also building the community <laughs> first, which is also yeah. rare. Yeah, we haven't seen that in before NFTs, really. I would say that's right. So. The, the traditional business model is you internally as a team develop your story, your law, you develop your manga, and then you go out and build your community. And, you know, that's nice and well, but the, the thing that it's missing is the agile elements of, you know, what does the community want, right? What's the proof of concept? Does this story, is the story element going to work? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're actually getting really live feedback from the community, um, whether it's on Discord, whether it's on Twitter, uh, whether it's just us going on here and asking the, the questions, right? It's it's about understanding this business model and yeah. then how we can make it better for the community and for us. That's so cool, man. Jeez, what are your some of your favorite animes that inspired you for your or your team too, if you can remember anybody else that's been part of this? Yeah. Um, so it'd be cool to build something like that, you know? Like That's right, that's right. So what you said at the start was really interesting, right? Because people grew up watching, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z, um, Naruto. Yeah. But what, what, what kind of exploded anime was the ease of access and I guess the acceptability of watching it, you know, not dubbed. Because a lot of us, we had to, growing up, had to wait for episodes to be dubbed. And then you watch it, you know, yeah. every day or every week, once, once, yeah. once an episode. But, you know, now it's like really normal to have a um, anime series on Netflix that's, that, that isn't dubbed. So you have to watch it with subtitles, right? Yeah. So that, that's becoming very common. Yeah. Um, for me, Demon Slayer, uh, very recently, has that's become, one, man. I guess, one of, my, one of my favorites, right? Uh, really there's a couple of elements to work. Um, yeah. <laughs> so really, with the guy with the green plaid kind of deal. 
yeah Tanjiro, right so there's, there's a there's a yeah, few exactly. there's a few things um why that's is i guess my favorite at the moment is the first anime series where um you know myself and my partner got to watch it together yeah right that's great man. prior to that it was just me a computer screen and you know watching uh, anime on, on my own that's like um, me right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so w- w- when you get to share it with, with someone else look you got to slowly build into it you know put, put on a movie like you know like just slowly build into it because i think yeah. um that's one of the best things you can do is talk about it with other people right the story elements and, and, and bring them into the culture yeah um so that's one uh i have attack on titan is another one uh tokyo that one kind tokyo of cool. gold yeah yeah tokyo, tokyo gold is another. i like kind of the, the darker ones um like fate oh okay um as well so these are some of the elements that i try to take out you know into the aiden ninjas because the aiden ninjas we have three clans they're so at war being society right like yeah yeah it's not not too not too cyberpunk um but more you know real modern culture with you know the, the japanese street style hoodies uh, people wearing that, that type of um clothing um and, and and then just a modern day society at, at war right so there's three clans integrated with uh modern society and the government and then how they they integrate together and then there's this, this hidden uh, war that that's happening yeah yeah, yeah exactly so basically, uh, you guys are in an, interest, in an interesting position because it's kind of so, it's like an innovative thing to take, like we were talking about, make a, a start with the NFT. And it's going to be so fun to track you guys and see like how the community feedback that you're getting right now, because you're, you're getting live feedback of your mangas that you release, what the finished product will look like. Because it'll be interesting to see how a manga that gets all that live time feedback actually develops and creates a final product. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. One, one real example is we wanted to know if we should develop our story uh, in terms of reading it left, right, like, you know, your traditional Western reading or right, left. And then we just made a vote to the community and say, what's your preference? And then whatever the, the, the winner was, we just made that decision that this is how we're going to run with it moving forward. Um, that's something very simple in terms of like huh. structure. Yeah. But then what we are doing now is we're implementing a, a voting mechanism where if you own an Aiden Ninjas NFT, uh, basically one NFT will give you one vote to start off with. And so uh, what we're going to do is introduce some story elements uh, where people can vote towards. So we might have three different options in terms of a pathway in, of a story. And then we will get the community to vote on that. And it's a blind vote. So you're voting, but you don't actually know what the total outcome is. And at some point, you're going to actually find the, the outcome via the manga when we release it in, in the volume. So that's something that we're working on, uh, understanding how far deep do we yeah. do the voting <laughs> so that people actually, you know, wouldn't give up too much. So that, that's something we're, we're, we're working on. No, that's a really innovative idea. I'm glad that you share that because these kind of projects, I think, and you guys being on Cardano and one of the leaders, I would say, that has done this so far, you're kind of going to be able to set up, in my mind, you're just contributing so much to like the general NFT and crypto communities as well by doing something, by taking the risk and making something like this. And I think a lot of projects right now, or maybe even 
I would say how technology usually works is you see like maybe some single A and double A startups at first, and then you get like the triple A, like the the bigger money, like you know Funimation and just bigger companies, things like that, entering into the space. And I think a lot of eyeballs are on you guys from like bigger companies to see how it all works out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> interesting that you say that because we've, with the business model, we've flipped it around, right? It's cause you're, you're kickstarting, you're crowdsourcing. So uh, because you have an idea, it's a lot easier to, to raise funds to uh, try to execute, right? That's yeah. a double edged sword because you have a lot of uh, inexperienced people coming into the space, not really knowing how to execute a business or a, an idea. So, you know, there's, it's like two, two, two mates come together. This is a great idea. Let's try to do, do some marketing. And then all of a sudden you have this, uh, you know, lump sum of money that you're like, okay, well, how do, how do we best use it? Right. So yeah. it's, it's a tricky place to, to, to play. Getting That's why I, think there's a lot of- I always say this too on my channel, Tommy, getting money is the easy part. Getting money from people and say that you have a great idea when NFTs are so new, that's the easy part. The hard part's the execution and directing the, that value to create more value down the road. Yeah, because we have, you know, probably a hundred things happening at the, at the one time, right? So yeah. you, we need to understand, well, how, is this effective use of our money or of, of people's, the holder's money? And then how can we better utilize it so that we're giving, we're generating value constantly, right? So we, we have so many ideas. We like our team have so many ideas. Sometimes it's about, you know, like, okay, just stop talking about ideas. Let's talk about execution. Let, what's our core focus? What's our vision? And let's move forward with that. Right. So that's, that's the first thing is manga, right? Yeah. Create their story, create, create the elements and then, um, you know, deliver value to the community and get them involved so that they can influence the story. And I think we've done, we've juggled the two quite well so far, um, bringing the community together. And then obviously allowing us to develop the, the core elements of the, of the manga. Um, another thing you mentioned there is, you know, there's a lot of eyeballs of bigger companies to see how we develop in this space. Right. And those are potential um, partners down the road. That's all I meant by that. Absolutely. Compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even, you know, if, if all goes well, you know, Funimation, Crunchyroll have, have eyes on us and they're like, okay, these guys are doing great things. Let's yeah. get them on board. Right, because they want to enter the space. So if they want to enter the space, who's the best person to kind of or best projects to partner with? So we obviously have ideas in that front, but that's quite a long way away. Right. But then again, it's about understanding the legal requirements and the compliance requirements for us as a business. Whichever right? so, is watching too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like if you look at our, the way we've done our designs, there's no trademark infringement. We've, we've tried our best to kind of like make sure that we're not infringing on any trademarks. Like the perfect example is Naruto, right? Having no Naruto elements in our design or if you're doing street wear, no Nike, no Adidas resemblance because that at the end of the day can actually, you know, get our project shut down um, as, as simple as that. Cause you're also kind of like a competitor in a way to some other animes too. So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword in that regard too. And how easy would it be to shut down a project that's taken a little bit of IP if they view you as a threat down the road, you know, just throwing that out there. So I think you're smart to do that. I do see a lot of, um, I guess, thoughtful projects starting to be a little bit more thoughtful around jumping on trends and copying like, you know, certain cultural relevant events in their 
whatever design that they're trying to do and just put slapping it in there to get some extra buzz. I do see more thoughtfulness around that. I, I think I've noticed that. Um, maybe you can say, I don't know if, if you've noticed that too, but. Uh, well, we, when we first started off, we were like, we need to ensure there's no copyright and there's no trademark infringements because yeah. if we want to be long-term projects and we want to be a unique brand, that has to be the, the thing that we do. Right. So we actually sought legal advice. Yeah. What's the best approach to do this? Um, we sought legal advice in that front. So we were kind of uh, risk managing uh, that space. Exactly. So yeah. we're okay. But something that we even didn't know was the, the concept of a utility token and then a security token yeah. um, in terms of, you know, the, the regulations behind that and then how we as a NFT project, where do we fit and where should we fit? Um, we, we, we honestly um, didn't know too much as we were, going into this space. But now that we've sought extra legal advice, um, we need to be focused around, you know, being a utility token first and foremost, which is, you know, if you own this NFT, it gives you access to one, two, and three, and four, rather right. than if you own this NFT, you, you will own profits, you know, a portion yeah. of royalties. So this is something that we are continually uh, trying to improve because, you know, this is a space that's moving pretty much every day uh, in terms of regulations and, and what's the expectation. So, um, in the future, we hope to actually talk more about this security, uh, royalties, profit sharing side of things because there's so much. That's the core. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the core tenet of of uh, of an NFT, right? It's ownership. So if there's ownership, there's so much power. You know, music, uh, for example, or, or, or um, film production, right? So if you can put into a smart contract every single person's effort into a smart a contract. And so that when profit comes, it's an automatic payout to that fair portion. Dude, that's, I, that's, that's power, right? That's the beauty of, of what, what comes next. But I think I the, the space is a bit too early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I talk about that on my channel all the time. Like, it's great to have the idea that if you owned a portion of your favorite anime through a token, but that, that you're getting royalties from the other websites that are licensing out that content. It's great. It sounds incredible because you're supporting a show that you love. However, right now, the clarity around that, it seems like that's becoming more and more uh, deemed kind of like a security overhang over that concept. So I noticed that when I read your white paper that you weren't going that route. And I was like, you know what? I think that's probably smart to start right now just because it seems like you guys got a good thing going already. And who knows, once the regulatory, once the rules are set, you guys can then decide what you want to do later on. So one thing I have noticed, and this is something that is maybe, maybe not true, but just I talk to a lot of people from Australia now that I'm in crypto. And I feel like Australia, there's a lot of people in crypto. It seems like there's a lot of Cardano people in Australia. Is that like, is that like a thing? Is that, is there a reason for that? Is there something that's like, I'm not seeing is did Charles do something within Australia or something? Or have you noticed that? Is that like a thing? I'm actually not too sure. I think to be honest with you, most of our partners are actually uh, outside of Australia. So, you know, our, our core development team are based in Germany. Our, um, yeah, they're mostly based in Germany. And then we have a, a few people in the, in the USA as well. But in terms of speaking to other Australians, uh, I, I, I don't see that it's weighing more one side to the other. 
okay. see a lot of Ethereum actually. <laughs> I see a lot of Ethereum. Yeah. Um, okay. in, in terms yeah. of just general talk, but yeah. I was just. It's curious. funny you say that because I'm. We're we're in the Cardano space, but we're not connecting with Cardano people in Australia, which is something that we, I might need to look into. <laughs> should man. I I mean we can talk offline about that, but um, basically one other thing I wanted to ask you on Cardano was why Cardano. I mean, I could talk about it all day, but why why Cardano for you guys? There's a couple elements to that. I think the first element is we are a new company and we have really big ideas. Mm. Now, these big ideas need, need time to actually develop. Yeah. So when we first were deciding on, you know, Ethereum, Solana or Cardano, the question was, which platform do we see the most growth coming through? And, and then which one will allow us the opportunity to grow with it. Ethereum is already set in stone. There's a lot of adoption. Everything's happening in that space. But what we realized was that projects were coming in and, and, and leaving like real quick, right? Because the expectation was you come in and you need to have your roadmap all sorted. You need to have, you know, all, all these products ready to go once you're, you're out. And if there's nothing there, then the community just goes flat, right? I think, I think you'll notice that with a lot of projects, right? And some of that may be just because you know you have the flippers that come and go, um, so it comes up and and, and goes down, um, or you know the inexperience of of projects to not realize how quick they need to be. Uh, what we said with Cardano was it's growing, smart contracts is coming, so maybe this allows us to have uh, uh, some time to develop our products, which is Manga and the community, grow that portion, and then when, when smart contracts comes about it's a flick of a switch, right? Then we kind of grow the business on the tech side of things. Um, so that's just something that we made a decision on. Obviously there's the, the transaction fees, um, you know, are heavy in, in Ethereum, which, you know, if, if you're a, a, a business, um, that shouldn't, you know, affect you too much because at the end of the day, there's big players in Ethereum. So there will be big money coming through. So you'll, you'll eventually make, make money out of that. But the question is, what about the small players, right? People who can just buy one uh, Aiden Ninjas or, you know, uh, if that. So how do we get them involved uh, the in the community? Player, if I may just interrupt you, Tommy, sorry, man. I do that all the time. But, That's um, all right, man. <laughs> um, if I may just especially the small players who like manga, think that your story's cool, heard about it, but don't know a lot about NFTs. I mean, if there's five projects that are kind of doing something similar to what you guys are doing on Ethereum, I mean, that's a lot of risk for the gas fees and not knowing what you're doing. And it's a lot of money to put up, but um, the gas fees do make a big difference, man, with like the uh, smaller retail players, like you said, I've noticed yeah. that. There's pros and cons of each platform at the moment, right? So if you look at the way we launch products versus the way Ethereum, sorry, Cardano launches versus Ethereum, yeah. At the moment, uh, there's no smart contract. So you have to send uh, ADA to a wallet. There's an API script that runs. Um, and then we, we mint your uh, NFT and send it back to you. So that's, I guess, a manual process. It's not in, within a contract. So there's inherent risks that come with that. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, a very simple risk is what we did was we provided the wrong uh, sale wallet address, right? So we had a big, you know, 166,000 uh, ADA sent to the wrong address. And which weren't processed. So we were like, okay, what, what do we do at this time, right? So we, we processed the refunds within 24 hours. But at the end of the day, that's, that, that hurts our, our, our branding right? and, and our business uh, because we did a, a rookie, rookie mistake, you can say. Um, yeah. I can discuss that a bit more in, in, later on. But then there's 
there's Ethereum where, uh, you know, people have to pay high gas fees to actually get to the top of the, 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 the ladder, right? Um, yeah. Which isn't fair for the small players. But also when you pay such high gas fees, there isn't still a, a certainty that you'll actually mint an NFT. So why are you wasting, let's say, you know, $3,000, $6,000 on a transaction when you could be buying you know, pretty much 100 NFTs elsewhere, right? So it's one of those, those things where why are we wasting uh, an opportunity cost to build a, a community um, through just fees? Yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Huh. So that's interesting. So you sought out some, can you talk to me a little bit about like, how big is your team again? How big, how, how many, how, how many people does your team have total? We have, uh, in terms of core partners and, and leadership, we have about, I think nine. Okay. And then if you include, I guess, more of the, the operational social media managers and community, community moderators, we have about 20. Yeah. So can you talk to me about the perspective of going because i think people will enjoy to hear this and i think a lot of people are wondering this and um it can probably help make more sound investment decisions into nfts but also maybe potential people that are thinking about making an nft project too so can you talk to me a little bit about your journey finding the artists to create the artwork for aiden ninjas yep so we um, you know, I myself, I am a project manager at heart. So that's my skill set. Okay. I, I like anime. I like uh, you know, digital painting, but I have no skill set in that. Um, you know, I, I like, you know, NFTs, but I have no back, background in terms of tech development or the, the back end development in that space. My co-partner, Zushan, very similar to myself because we're working, we used to work in the same government department yep. um, as, as policy, uh, policy, I guess, not makers, but I guess, uh, working in policy and project management, project management as a whole. Okay. We, come, we came together and we said, okay, what's the best approach for us to do this, right? Um, we went out in to, to outsource um, a, a, an, art, an artist and we, I guess we interviewed, um, you know, about, about 10 artists uh, yeah. to, to say, okay, this is what we want to do. This is our style. And we, we pretty much hired all 10 for a, a, a set scope of work to say, all right, we want this drawing. Um, go about, you know, what you think the drawing would look like based on our, our uh, I guess, scope of work. And then we basically chose the best one or two and they're with us for uh, since then. Uh, so that's, that's part of the, the artistic side. Yeah. Um, now, it's really interesting because both of them are, you know, introverts. They... They don't, you know, they're, they're quite shy in, in nature. Uh, they like to work independently. And it's, it's been a, a learning curve to kind of get them into the, the NFT space, uh, one, but then also work to work in, in, in a team environment. And that's something that we're continually focusing on uh, or, or, or I guess improving in terms of getting them more known within the space, uh, giving them a face of Aiden Ninjas. Because at the moment, uh, you know, one has really high social anxiety. So, you know, we, we, we try to push him to, you know, to, to say, okay, you need to at least show your face because you are the core designer of Aiden Ninjas, right? We want to sh show you to the rest of the world. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that too, because I always think to myself, how big a part, like there's almost, I should say it like this, having an, having your artist, your core, like one or two, a player artists 
being a part of your team rather than just, a, you know, somebody that you hire here and there, I feel like is a winning format across the board. Like from people that I've talked to, I think that the more they feel like a part of your NFT team, the better. I think like, yeah. And there's a lot. But, of so this is the, this is the interesting thing, right? When we started off, uh, Zushan and I, we start, we did a lot of like hands-on uh, operational tasks, but now it's like, we're growing so big that, you know, the two of us have to step out of that role and actually do more of these interviews. Right. And I think the double-edged sword of a designer is they, they can't do this and design it at the same time. Right. right? So it's, it's one of those things where when you start getting big, eventually you're going to have to outsource people to do these designs. We were just fortunate enough to have, have someone on and now they're both working for us full time. Yeah. Um, one's focused on the NFT specifically and one's focused on the manga. And yeah. this is, this is what they do best. And it's, it's fantastic. And I think in the future, when we start doing more publishing, uh, you know, publishing more, more documents, then, you know, their name will be a bit more well-known. They'll start to be more comfortable in the space and um, we can actually get on interviews like this, but it's, it's just the small steps, right? Especially for, um, you know, first of all, the mental health, like we, with our, our, our one of our artists, we use like, um, different project project management tools. We use different communication channels. Um, he, he doesn't, he feels like that's too much for him. It's distracting, distracting him from his core work. So we, yeah, we, we his, keep it simple. His, his thing really. Yeah. I that's could, right. That's, that's right. So it, it, it's um, not as efficient for us because we're managing, um, he doesn't have the visibility of, of, of the core function of the business, but it allows him uh, to do what he does best, which is uh, draw. Right. So that's yeah. something that we'll continually work on. And it's just, it's just the way it works. Yeah, that's great, man. Uh, and everyone's team is completely different too. That's the other thing I've noticed um, because I've seen teams with one person. I mean, if you've seen Dead Pixels and uh, AF over there, I mean, he's, he's, he's done everything pretty much himself with the help of the community that he's built. But then there's other teams with, you know, that are bigger and they're doing other things. And it's, it's just really cool. Um, so can you explain like for somebody that wants to do an NFT project on their own and they have an idea, let's say that they have, they have the means to provide utility and some sort of access. Let's take a celebrity or someone and they want to get into NFTs. So they got the artist. Cause I know how I break it down is you need, you got the art piece, you got the utility piece, you got the development piece, and then you got the community piece, and then you have the vision. So there's five pieces that I evaluate NFTs on myself, but can we talk about the, um, what would you say is the best, like, or I guess, let me rephrase this. So your community piece, you say that you have how many community managers right now? We have, I think eight. How did you find those community managers? Because they're doing most of the, you know, communicating with the Discord and things of that nature, correct? Yeah. So we found our first moderator uh, through a different project um, where we were just, because we were trading on Ethereum back and forth. And I'm not going to name the the project because he was a moderator for for them, right? Um, And he was just saying, hey, cool, you guys uh, have this. we were like, we're starting up a project. Would you like to actually just set up our server? Because we didn't have much uh, understanding of Discord, right? So we're like, okay, we need someone. Don't. So that's why it's a good question. I feel like that's right. That's right. So we we actually we 
we, we hired him to come into our server to just set it up. And yeah. I think via, via that communication stream, he was like, you guys are doing fantastic work. Um, can I also be a moderator for your, your team as well? Just to start off. I'm like, okay, fantastic. What's yeah. really interesting for that first moderator is the, the guy is 16 years old. Um, and he is like a brilliant mind, right? Like incredible mind in, in terms of, yeah, yeah. Setting up bots and everything. And um, I think at some point when we were like just running like, our world one day. Yeah. Yeah. But when we were starting up, he was like, okay, guys, uh, I'm failing at school, so I can't be a moderator here anymore. So I need to take some time off. And we we're like, okay, look, you've been a great help. Like focus on your school first, bro. And then, so, so, so we did that. Um, and then the, the other yeah, the other communicators were basically, sorry, moderators were just people that joined our server. And we said, the, the, that's right. That's right. You're like, you know, you're doing great work. Uh, you're, you're, th- there's two types of moderators, right? There's the, the hype people who just come in and you say, oh, this project is great. This is fantastic. And then the, sec- the second one where is we actually need you for a skill set, which is programming um, the bots, running giveaways, uh, the more technical side of things with um, management of um, you know, the, the leveling structure that we have and, you know, just the, that general day-to-day set setting of um, the, the Discord. Um, so that's that, something that we... Are moderators capital, like, e- extensive or how are they, are they making, are you paying them for, like, a salary? Can you tell me about that? Can you tell me, if you can't, can you tell me what you've seen? Like, how are people compensating the moderators or are they just doing it because they want to kind of deal? There can be two structures. You can basically pay them a, a salary or um, what, we, what we did was we gave them um, an, free NFTs. So it's, you know, yeah. if you were successful to join our moderation team, you get one NFT. And then based on, I guess, how we ramp up for Smart. launch, okay. there's more, more yeah. chances of that, right? So we actually airdropped, I think, two or three uh, NFTs because uh, leading up to launch, it was just madness, right? We needed someone on yeah. at least two, three people on at any given time to just manage the chat, right? Yeah. So this is something that we said, okay, you guys are fantastic. You actually did a great job in moderating. Um, we're going to provide you uh, a few extra NFTs in that front. So, and we were pretty transparent, right? Because we had uh, on a medium post, you know, we're going to, um, we're going to pre-mint about 30 NFTs, which will be distributed to the internal team. Um, and that's all for the moderators and, our staff like i i didn't get i didn't get an nft myself my co-founder zushan didn't get one but we understand that you know if we want to really focus on generating value um we should stay away from holding any any nfts just to so that there's no no I guess, unconscious bias coming through as we're developing stuff like that oh so that way you're not i could see that too because like you don't want to almost hold and there's two ways to play it. Like, I'm not going to say it's bad to hold NFTs because you're also saying, hey, look, I got a stake in the project. I need to make sure it's valuable. But, the, but I like that because in a way, if you, with a project like your own where there's clans and different rarities, it's, and I've seen your artwork and I've seen that there are different rarities and, and all these different things. If you hold a certain NFT that could be like a character in a manga or just like have traits of a character, then you may want to make it more valuable. So I think it's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit, it's noble. It's noble to just be like, you know what, we're not going to do that because we don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, com- it comes down to perception, right? I think right now um, yeah. there's a lot of uh, people who, for example, if, if we were just lucky enough to mint a rare NFT, that doesn't, that has a really bad perception for, for a lot of people. Cause they're like, how, how the hell did you know to mint this NFT? Right. Cause we, 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 know, we know every number, basically, right? Because we are the ones who uploaded the NFT. So it's like, yeah. 
we can be as, as honest people as possible, but there's always a perception that comes through and we don't want that perception at all. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're not holding any. Um, the, the second thing is we, you know, after seeking, seeking, I guess, legal advice, one of the, the, the things was to risk manage, you focus on roadmap and have no discussions as a development team on the floor or anything that has to do with market manip- that you know, might screen market manip- manipulation. Right. Um, you know, we, we, you know, something that we, the community does, for example, is, you know, they set up a, a delist ra- rally where the community might delist some of their uh, NFTs on the, the marketplace. Yeah. And we, you know, at that time was like, oh, this is a cool thing to do. Right. And we were like, okay, we, let's make an announcement to support them. But yeah. then, you know, legal, legal com- comes in and goes, mate, what are you guys doing? Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's market manipulation. Right. And that's really poor form if you are going to endorse this. So we have to backtrack. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, if you, if you want to be a proper business, you need to make sure that anything you say and do is, is within the, 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 the realm of, I guess, legal um or like you know compliance as first and foremost and then everything else comes yeah. after yeah yeah because yeah, you don't yeah. want that fighting you especially with like a long-term project like yours um and and Im- imagine this too imagine i i just hold a, a common nft yeah. but it's me the co-founder that, that owns it right and then in the in you know two years time our project is massive and i still own this common right the, the common itself has a lot more value because it's owned by me rather than someone else right so so yeah. if you're a, a big influencer you might be like i'm gonna buy uh your nft because you are the owner you own it so i'll pay you way more for yeah. it right because then i can get a an announcement oh i just bought you know tommy's nft yeah all those things at current person but uh yeah. no i hear you that's 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 happened we've seen that happen because um well we've seen that happen in with things not really like that actually, but like tweets from Jack Dorsey selling for a lot of money. And I could see how that could have historical value because it's on the blockchain at the end of the day. So talk yeah. to, so we've talked a little, so besides seeking some legal advice, besides getting that, you know, first discord set up, getting some community management members in there, besides getting the artists, um, there's that development piece. So how did the development piece work for you guys? And like, what, like, I think a lot of people have misconceptions about what that piece looks like just to launch the NFTs onto Cardano. Can you kind of shed some light onto that and make, and maybe uh, if it's some people may overcomplicate that piece, like what, what does that piece look like in its simplest form and how did you guys approach that and get those developers on board? Could, if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. In Cardano, it is very simple to actually mint an NFT, right? We have a platform called NFT Maker Pro or nftmaker.io and, you know, uh, developed by one of our core partners, Patrick Tobler. And he uh, has made a a platform where you can actually upload your own image. uh, You pay the ADA and then it will actually mint uh, the NFT on on Cardano. And basically for for the newcomers, minting is basically uh, creating that as a transaction and improving ownership to you. So you're turning a JPEG in, and keeping it as a JPEG, but you're attaching ownership via the ledger that's in Cardano. And that's the, the power of, of what this is, right? Yeah. And, but the, what people don't understand is, well, how do you do that in bulk? And how do you do that in a, a structure where, you know, if people want to purchase, we do it via a blind mint. So you actually don't know, don't know what you're purchasing. 
and also um, you know what are the, the the fees behind it and how do we structure it via a website so if you want to purchase it through a website rather than uh, you know us minting 10,000 10, NFTs and then you going and, and picking and choosing it uh, from our collection so there are these technical requirements outside which is all programming scripts that allow this to happen um, and it, it's just how the business model is structured for a lot of these uh, bigger NFT drops, which are, you know, the avatar or profile pick type of business models. Mm. Um, so that, that's one thing because as an artist yourself, you can just, you know, uh, go onto NFT maker, go through the, the process and just mint it, right? And then you can sell it on, on your own platform. But we are, what we're trying to do is develop a, a community and develop a, a branding that's a bit more, I guess, um, things are in bulk, right? Because we're releasing big, big yeah. pockets. And how do we you do that efficiently? We didn't really know any of that coming into Cardano. We were like, okay, we want to release something. Yeah. Right? We want to release something. And it just so happened that we connected with NFT Maker Pro. Uh, so you uh, built an leaf agency. And they kind of helped you with that process? Is that kind of how That's it right, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're core partners in, in our team now. So that's you know, cool. any question regards to minting uh, and, and metadata, all that stuff, we go to them and we thought that it was the, the right way to go about it. Right. So rather than us learning and understanding how to do it, we just find the right people. And lucky, luckily enough, we found, I guess, one of the best uh, groups there in the yeah. Cardano space to help us make it, make it happen. So that's, that's there. Um, you know, but, but you, you treat us as, as a business, right? You have your, your core product, which is your NFT and then obviously your, your utility component, which is your manga. That, that has no relation to NFTs at, at this point in time, right? Because it's like, well, you need an uh, a illustrator, you need a storyteller, you need, you know, these, these other things that need to happen um, to, to make this work. And then, and, and then we, as project managers, we make a decision on how do we integrate it, right? How do we integrate Manga and NFTs so that, you know, it, it's, it's a seamless um, user uh, experience, but then there's, there's also value as an NFT collect, collector to, to hold. Um, so that's something we're continually working on with the utility, uh, we are, which is my, releasing next, that was my, yeah, that's the last piece is like, you already kind of spoke about the utility and basically just to sum up, cause I do like to do project breakdowns pretty much to sh just show people like, you know, you guys are obviously partnered with the right people in the space. So that adds credibility to Ada ninjas, Ada ninjas, shout out agent Ada ninjas. If you're from the Ada ninja community, by the way, um, please chime into the comments. You know, let us know what you like about the project. Um, let us let other people know too, not in a spammy way, but just in a sincere way, why you kind of fell in love with the project. I also like to just chime that in there, by the way, Tommy. But uh, so voting. So what? what's the, oh, and just to sum up. So basically you partnered with this platform. You gave them your files, your JPEG files, and they kind of helped consult with you and the partnership relationship if some if a project was looking to partner are most of these partnerships like do you have to give away equity do you have to pay them like how does that how does that work have you seen that work and you don't have to talk about your own but you can just kind of there's yeah like like like, like before you either bring them in as a consultant so you're actually paying them up front or there's a profit share um and either way you know the, the way i see it is if you pay them up front it's, it's a fixed fee and they get the job done and they, they move, move on, right? That's, that's a fixed fee component as a consultant. The, 
profit share component uh, as, a, as a shareholder is, is a lot more interesting because there's higher risk because the project has to succeed. But yeah. then what we, to accommodate that ri- the risk, what, we, what you would usually do is you increase the profit share component. So that relative to the outsourcing component, they actually gain a bit more. And uh, for any, any new project starting up, I would, I would recommend um, you know, push for profit share components first or a mixture of both. The reason why I say that is because, you know, they become invested in the project. They have to help you succeed. And yep. then, you know, that, that's when you know, things work, right? Because if they're just coming in as a, as a consultant and they're just like, all right, we have 10 projects all going on. We're all getting, we're all consultants. It doesn't matter what happens to them. We still get paid. It's not a, it's not a, uh, in terms of uh, due diligence. As or, incentivizing, as if they are staking right. some kind of risk on your success. Yeah, yeah, but that's 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 proof that they believe in the project too, right? If they don't believe in the project, yep. they wouldn't agree with you in, in that front. So it, it 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 works both ways. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, let's let's dive into sub sub utilities. So security NFTs, utility NFTs, Aiden Ninjas, utility NFT all the way. For in in yeah, so we'll leave it there. But what kind of utilities do you um, have and see that you think? newcomers who haven't heard about Aiden Ninjas but are catching this interview or Aiden Ninja fans might appreciate you just saying illuminating. Yeah. Um, so we made an announcement yesterday on our discord to basically say, cause we, we have three clans. We've released the first clan. Um, <laughs> we've released the first clan and obviously we are working towards uh, launching the second clan. Right. And one of the, the, the things we are always, always thinking about is, What's the benefit to current holders? What's the benefit to current holders? Uh, why, why are they holding? Why, and, and why should newcomers come in and buy? Right? We made a decision that uh, we will airdrop a thousand of um, season two's NFTs uh, at, 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 uh, via a raffle to season one holders. So that will give you, I think, about a 12% hit rate uh, if you own one uh, of actually getting airdropped to season two. The reason why we're not doing one for one is if we look at the roadmap and if we do want to achieve anime in the future, yeah. this is something we need to understand how, in terms of revenue structure, how it works. And a lot of people don't understand, well, they think, okay, you made big bucks and you know, all is well, right? But you make big bucks <laughs> in, in pockets, yeah. right? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you make your revenues in pockets. It's not, it's not like this is a pocket of money that you have to um, allocate you know, for a, a longer period of time and, and it needs to be spent uh, correctly and, and appropriately. So understanding that, that structure, we are still um, trying to balance that uh, benefit versus revenue uh, to current holders. So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the second thing is, you know, we are turning every single manga pa- panel or page into an NFT. Yeah, I've liked this idea for a long time. Uh, I really have liked this idea for a long time. Yeah, so even the cover page, the cover page will be colored. Everything else will be black and white. Every single one will be airdropped to season one holders um, or current holders at, at, at via raffle. And I think, you know, every, every month or every, every, you know, volume that we release, right, that's just 50 new pages coming into the marketplace, 50 new pages, right? And you, people talk about, you know, what, what's the point of that, right? But I, I, I tell you this, basically, when... Dragon Ball Z was starting up. Yeah. No one knew it, had no idea what Dragon Ball Z was. They were yeah. like, who is this character? I don't really care, right? Yeah. But now, 
when you have Dragon Ball Super, right? Imagine what you know the, the first copy of the, of the volume of Dragon Ball Z was, right? Or Dragon Ball, right? The, the the value generated through there. I think for us, it's we treat us now as a utility projects, but it's it's value generated through a collectible. Yes. Right. These these are collectibles. They're digital assets. Like they're not statues or anything, but they're still collectibles, right? And as we build our brand and our business, and the volumes increase, and we we get you know, if this turns into a, a bloody anime, right? Yeah. And we have real actors and people coming on board, there is so much value for this first season. Um, so this is something we're, we're continually trying to educate our, our community on, um, in regards to this value generation. It's not profit or anything, so you know we we can't use that that term of yeah, buy it now because it will be worth X in, in a year's time. Right. That brings us into security territory again. So it's, it's how do we show value as a collectible that we're doing this? So that's, that's another thing. Um, and we might do spe- special drops uh, to, to season one holders or season two holders. For example, it might be a limited drop of, let's say, 100. And it might just be based on a specific attribute, like the companion uh, of you know, the story of the companion. Why does a companion exist in, in our um, avatars and uh, what, what's their importance? So we might do a, a special series. Uh, maybe it's a, a manga or maybe it's the origin story of the companion. And then we would airdrop that as well. So this is that continual airdrop uh, to the community that we'll, we'll focus on. And you could also, and you probably have already thought of this, but what's a cool play that I think I'm starting to see slash going to see more of in NFTs, just uh, J Crypto prediction, is projects like yours doing the cross world, you know, with other NFT projects or series that are kind of making their own IP, where you can kind of partner up with these other projects, do a one-off kind of deal. And then that just is like a historical moment for your project, for their project, and the more of these strategic partnerships you make, I mean, who knows, like those IPs could increase, your IP could increase, and it's it, the collaboration potential is limitless. How have you thought about that? Or if you, if you have thought about that? Well, we've, we've connected with a, a few projects already discussing this concept of like a, a whole Marvel world coming together, right? How Marvel does every yeah. year, there's a comic series where it's just different universes coming together. Right. We are absolutely like really excited about this concept, yeah. but this space is, is, is way too young, right? It's and the so- reason why we say that is because a project that is really successful now may not be successful in a year's time. Right. Um, so we need to be really careful on who we are partnering up with in terms of, you know, are they going to be here for the long term? What's their motivation? All that stuff, right? We don't actually know that. Um, the so blue chips aren't blue chips just yet. I say that sometimes. The blue chip, the blue chips right now are blue chips right now. We still don't know what the blue <laughs> chip will be in ten years from now. Yeah, that's right. So, like, if you did a Marvel and DC uh, integration, then that that's something that you need to trust both parties to to have a, a duty of care for you know the future. And yeah. this space is way too young for us to even commit to that. We've discussed this so many times with uh, a few other projects, yeah. but it's just where it's like, well, how do you, if something happens to that project, how what's what's collateral for us, and then how do we manage that if we are really integrating story. Um, but what kind of it will come in the future, I promise you. <laughs> and also, what kind of value is the other project bringing to yours? You know, like right now, you guys are doing so much stuff with, um, I call, I, I just use the term IP because intellectual property is a great way to sum up storytelling. So, I mean, some things I've seen 
Shout out, you know what project I'll just shout out real quick, and I haven't talked about them too much, but is uh, Cypher Kicks because they're bringing value to some projects, just putting different projects on their kicks and, and it seems like it's a cool project and stuff. So it's just going to be kind of a balance of, of um, especially while we're young, you know, risk really, because you don't want to take risks that you can't, you know, afford to take, especially if the value isn't there. So that's an interesting, interesting thing for sure. Um, so Tommy, what kind of, um, so this is really interesting. So what kind of things are you most excited about for Ada Ninjas? Why don't we, why don't we get into some of that real quick? I think the, the community aspect of, of this whole project like blew us away. When we, we started, we yeah. were like, okay, let's, let's try to hit 5k, 6k, like, a, you know, and, and then move from there. Right. Yeah. And when we launched, we were, I think about 11,000 and you know, it the community has stayed strong. Charts. I was like, what are these ADA digits on uh, <laughs> analytics? I was like, what are these ADA digits? I got to do some research. And I was on vacation because I was uh, following CNFT projects pretty solidly. And I was on vacation, I think, when you guys launched. So I was like, dang, I got to research them. It was in the back of my mind for a week, Tommy. Yeah. What? And this is the thing, right? Like no, no DM uh, marketing, like, you know, on Discord, that's like, we'll like do things the right way. And I guess with compliance as well and no spamming. So we, we only uh, shield um, on, uh, you know, the uh, allowed channels on different servers to get our community. We did no invite contests. So, you know, there was no uh, people that joined if they were in and stayed, if they were interested in the projects rather than, Oh, I'm here because someone invited me uh, via a, a contest. So we did none of that. Uh, we did uh, no, um, giveaways of fiat on Twitter because I think what that does is gives you a lot of traction but there's no interest because they're there for the, the money component right so we only did NFT giveaways so if you actually wanted to win an NFT you have to stay with the community um, until launch to actually receive that um, so this community aspect is something that I'm really excited to explore further right how do we how do we introduce NFTs to the to the world of manga so people who just love manga and anime, but have no idea about NFTs, right? That's, that, that's a, a challenge. That's, that... me, man. Like, that's literally <laughs> when I looked at your project and I saw that you guys were kind of like one of my passions, which is anime, and you were involved in that. I was like, oh, wait a second. This is one of the first projects that's really approaching this the right way. I need to kind of pay attention to this one. That's kind of, and I think you're right to do that because people like me are out there and people that are kind of into crypto like me are out there. So there's a huge blue ocean that is untapped yeah. in that area. Yeah. So that's something we will continue to develop in terms of that education piece and that communication piece, right? Because to get into NFTs is not simple because you can't just create your own, like you got to teach people how to create a wallet. You got to teach people what NFTs are. You got to, yeah. first of all, teach people what cryptocurrency is, right? So that, that opens up a whole can of worms in terms of education. So that's something we are exploring and we actually might, we're thinking of maybe even starting a YouTube channel to kind of, De deliver some of these education pieces if yeah. we have the resources to I do that smart. um yeah or we find the, the, the right people and you're adding to the space too i mean i always say the more crypto education that's out there the better and um we try to do education mostly on my channel we don't try to like there's just been things i cover that are so new that tend to just freaking explode so people come to my channel obviously because they get like that hit of dopamine 
but it's never about that. My my YouTube channel is not financial. If you look at like what type of YouTube channel it is, it's entertainment. And I use entertainment as like a way to protect myself because ultimately it's education. And I try to really approach it that way. And I think the more educators that you can get, especially with somebody like you and your team who've been through the NFT space, you guys can just really help a lot of people that are think businesses too. I look at enter the space and who are they going to know? They're going to know Tommy. <laughs> They're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Know well, you, you need to do it right. Right. You can't, a lot of people, uh, I see so many channels starting up, try to build a, a, a community. And then next thing you know, they drop an NFT project. Right. And it's like, okay, you have the following. Are you doing it right by them by starting a, a NFT project? Cause it, there may be different motivations coming through, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as long as you understand that this is your core focus and you can find the right people to support you in, in developing, I guess, the future of NFTs. I think it's, it's only a matter of time before, um, you know, this is the, the, the future of how uh, social media and, and, and branding works in, in, in that space. Yeah. To answer your um, question of what I'm most excited about is basically building a brand. Right? I'm, 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 we're building a, a Aiden Ninjas brand and we're doing merchandise where we want to go to comic cons. We want people to cosplay. It's one of those things where at, in, in the future, I want this to be a well-known um, series. And I, so, yeah, you know, we, we have clan wars in, in real life in a sense where people, you know, banter about each other's clans. Uh, you go to comic cons and, you know, people are addressed as the villains and, and or each other's clans and you're role-playing in, in that front in, within the, the comic con. So this is something that oh, right, we want to make happen. And just for people that are maybe newer or don't know much about anime culture, but these comic cons are like, there's there's anime nuts like myself, but like that go and and literally dress up and like want a, a role play, and it's huge. It's a, a bunch of people love it. Like a lot of it's a huge huge thing, and tapping into that would be sick. That would be very interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah, it 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 will, it will take some time. I think adoption is coming, but we need to understand the, that everybody not, uh, not everybody understands this space. Um, you know, if, if you love manga and you don't want to own an NFT, how do we provide value to you? If you uh, love NFTs, but you don't like manga, is there any value that we can provide to you as well? And, it's, and, and then, but if you do love both and you, we come together in, in this space, uh, we'll, we'll pretty much have the strongest community in, in that regard. So we, that's something that we'll, we'll uh, play with, you know, every day, everything at the moment is a big experiment if you think about it, but as long as we have the community, like an anime culture talk, like can people talk about like animes that they like in your discords and stuff? Can they just like come together as like a place to just, if some, if an NFT person likes anime and they don't have friends to talk about anime, can they come to your discord and be like, Oh man, did you see that episode of Boruto? Yeah, yeah, of course. So and we have that's like um, a best promote, like a safe, yeah, like yeah, yeah, place for anime lovers to also just anime, anime slash crypto DNA to congregate. <laughs> but we have different channels, right? The, we're obviously like the core uh, main chat channel, and that that's always buzzing. But we have secondary to that a mental health channel because we know crypto is actually not; it's a very volatile space. Oh. So we need to make sure you know, people with mental health is looked after, but in mental health as an individual too, right? You know, if you're an introvert, you don't really uh, speak to friends that much outside. This is the best place for you to kind of look after your mental health. Uh, that was recommended by the community and it's been a massive success in, in that front. So that's one thing. 
um, the, the the second thing uh, would other channels would be crypto related um, projects, where it's you know or, or trading uh, or chart chart reading basically, technical analysis. That's where people actually talk more in detail about what they're uh, how they're trading. Um, and then the people who don't know much can actually you know join there and, and learn more about that too. So there's all these different channels that we, we separate. Obviously the manga channel as well. That's really important. Like animes where people talk about really specific um, animes that they're watching. And this, that's cool, man. we've yeah. been fortunate enough to be able to separate the, the volume, the chat volume, this, because the, those channels are always active, but that's, that's the value that we provide to the team uh, and the community. Well, that's awesome. Well, Hey Tommy, I, I will definitely stick around with you after, but why don't we wrap this up just cause it's getting a little bit long. And I always say like, listen from one anime person that loves anime to another, um, definitely have to have you on the channel again if you guys would like maybe in a couple weeks maybe in a month just kind of do an update that'd be really fun i think and also um did you say what your favorite anime oh yeah you did okay so that question was there is there any anything any questions that you'd like to ask me here or is there any final closing thoughts just any kind of last conversation starters before we wrap up no, man, I think um, this was a, a really good interview and uh, thanks for having me here. I, you know, I'd love to come on the show uh, more often, right? Because we can sit here all day and just talk NFTs, uh, Alien Ninjas yeah. and just general crypto, right? So, and the, the opportunities are endless. Um, so happy to come on the show again in the future. Uh, thanks for everyone that, that, that are watching. Um, you know, uh, if you don't know much about Aiden Ninjas, come join our Discord because you know that, that's just the the place where we hang out. Um, we don't really talk about Aiden Ninjas specifically all the time. <laughs> you know, it's just a place where we talk about our life, um, and the community are always always welcoming. So, yeah, come check us out. That's awesome. Well, that's a great way to wrap it up. And and for my wrap up, I'll just say thank you to the J Crypto community. Thank you to the Ada ninja community we'll make sure to share this on uh twitter and some other places and where can people find your social medias do you want to plug any social medias out there real quick or best places just to find us on twitter and all the links will be there all the links will be there all right so i'm going to close this up and then tommy you, me and you can stick around for two minutes thanks again for watching j crypto tommy we're out <laughs>